You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hey friends, Dan Duvall here to let you know that we're going to be out of the country for a while. Uh, if you haven't been following the Bride Ministries Church and you're not on that email list, we're going to be in South Africa, followed by Australia for a while uh, to the midpoint of March to be exact. So uh, this podcast going out, this will be my last week in the States. Now, what I plan to do while we are gone, if I am able and have access, I will try to post some of the preaching and teaching events or parts of them that um, they allow me to to this podcast so that you guys have uh, an inside view as to, you know, what the Lord is doing while we're out there, what's what's going forth and, 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 and all of that jazz. So um, if we can, we will, if we can't, uh, we do have a, another podcast, at least one that is going to release while we're gone and we'll be continuing to uh, put the podcast out once we return. And so I do have a potential plan, but if we go a few weeks without uh, moi, uh, please don't be discouraged. Now with that said, we have an amazing guest today. And remember dandevall.com is the home of this podcast. And you can also check out our offering for those on a healing journey that want the educational aspect to go along with it. And even um, the potential for heavily discounted coaching uh, overcomeraccelerated.com that's your place to go it's a very robust offering there and and for those that have been journeying with us at bride ministries i i do want to from this podcast uh, encourage you to continue to support bride ministries even in my absence because so many cool things are going on at bride ministries in fact we are uh, in a building project right now as we are establishing ourselves on the land. We have eight and a half acres here in Katy, Texas that the church is running. And uh, that's where we run the church out of. And we are building. We are building and we are growing. And so with that said, we're very excited. You can always check out the ministry of BrideMovement.com. We're going to get right to this podcast. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Those were your announcements. Friends, I am sitting down with an individual who has become a bit of a friend over the past year. Her name, Allison Madrigal, and she is the founder of Rescue America. And, and, And she is serving the survivor community by focusing largely on those who are victims of human trafficking, specifically the sex slave trade and and those that have been involved in prostitution and other uh, uh, applications. And so she is working day and night to get people out of the life. She is a real hero in, in her conviction and passion. And, and, and she is um, raising up folks all over the country to help with the effort. Allison, welcome to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Well, thank you, Dan. It's just been such a pleasure getting to know you and your wife and you know, God just um, kind of opening the the next layer to us really through you and your ministry and um, how you're just such a, such, such a force. So it's an honor to be here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, Allison, I, I, I love talking with other people that have their hands in the work. Uh, you, you are you're not just someone who's talking about it. You're you're, you're doing the work, the, the way the Lord has showed you to to help and to be part of God's army um, to address a major problem. It's a crisis. Human yeah. trafficking is a crisis. There is no question about it. It is one of the biggest problems to be solved in our generation. I want to talk a little bit because I know you, but my audience. May or may not, I don't know, but we, <laughs> you have an in, interesting story. Everybody has a journey where God has gotten a hold of their lives and then they find themselves in the midst of doing the duty. And I, I want to get your story. What what did God do to get you in what he has you working on? Yeah, it was um, unbeknownst to me. I grew up uh, born and raised in the Lutheran church. Um, so I, you know, always go to church. You always go to Sunday school, 
got brought up in a parochial school. You know, you had to take attendance on Monday morning. Were you at church? And um, I remember at eight, about eight years old, I asked my dad, I said, dad, why can't women be pastors? And he says, because the Lutheran church, you know, their theology is that they can't. And he says, well, they should be, shouldn't they? They should be able to, right? And I think that's the first moment that, you know, I reflect back of like, man, why why at eight years old was I asking my dad that question, right? There was something in me. Um, but then going on my journey, um, went to the University of Nebraska, Lincoln, got a, got a, a business degree in marketing, and then went down to Houston for my first um, job out of school. Um, and worked in the corporate world for about 10 years. Um, while I was there, I got my MBA. And then shortly after, um, I was in my dream job, right? I worked for a great company. I was an insurance broker and uh, worked a really for an incredible company, an incredible group of people. Uh, and there was this stirring in me. And I was like, what is going on? I'm, this is like supposed to be my dream job. You know, like there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing, but I don't know what that is. And so it was, it was this unsettling rise in my spirit where I, I, I had no choice, but I had to seek the Lord. It was like, I couldn't stuff it down. And again, at this point, Lutheran now going to a Baptist church, you know, um, don't know much about the Holy spirit and, uh, at the same time, I was going through some very broken relationships, dating relationships, one after the other. And so that's really what got me on my knees with the Lord is I can't, and I was doing relationships the world's way um, because of lies that I believed um, from my past. Um, but really that got me down to my knees and I'm like, God, I can't do this anymore. And so it was uh, the fall of 2010 when I had a couple people say, you know, you just need to go seek the Lord over Thanksgiving. You don't need to go home. And I thought, seek the Lord. You know, I had never heard God's voice. And so I was like, you know what I am? I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to go to the beach. And I'm just like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? Right? Like never been heard God's voice. Right? So during those four days at the beach, um, God was very clear through four circumstances that I was supposed to take a mission trip to India. And um, I was so ecstatic on the drive home because I'm like, I, I can hear God's voice. God can speak to me. You know, we, I was never taught that, <laughs> you know, and I was 30 years old at the time. And so that just, just, just made me jump into this journey with the Lord of just diving through the scriptures and hearing his voice. And he was starting to speak to me at that time. Um, Hebrews 11, 11 and 12 were coming to me left and right, like through devotions and sermons and radio stations. And, and so I know God was calling me to something deeper. And so, um, uh, during that time as well, my brother and sister-in-law were going through infertility. And so long story short, God gave me a business plan for, I was in the insurance industry. So it was an insurance product where if the couple went through three attempts at IVF and they didn't have a baby, they'd get their money back. And so praying over that going, you know, in trafficking, I, I was researching India and different mission trips because that's what God said to do. Well, it was through researching mission trips that I realized that human trafficking even existed mm -hmm. and that it was happening in India. And mothers were, while they were selling themselves, their babies were sleeping under their bed. And I thought, this happens? Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. But through that journey, so my eyes were open. So I'm working on this business plan and it was, my prayers were, God, if this is not from you, like shut all the doors. I was praying for all the doors to be shut. Well, instead all the doors were opening. So then I changed my prayer and I said, okay, God, I believe this is from you. If it's from you, show me your vision. And I'm not kidding you. 10 minutes later, it was clear as day. It was not the audible voice of the Lord, but it was very close. And he said, take 50% 50 of your profits to fund anti-trafficking work. And I knew, and I knew, and I knew in that moment, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. And then four months later, he had opened so many doors that I quit my corporate job to launch my for-profit, had zero clue that I was actually supposed to launch a nonprofit. Uh, but in the journey, it was a two and a half year journey to get an insurance carrier to pick it up. But I had all this extra time you know, living off 401k savings, asking God where your next piece of provision is coming from all a journey. Uh, but he, but during that time I was interviewing different nonprofits on the landscape, specifically in Houston, understanding from a consulting funding perspective, 
where are the gaps and what do we need to fund, right? And so it became very clear on the anti-trafficking landscape, not just in Houston, but in most major cities. You know, we've got a lot of great groups doing outreach and awareness on the issue. And then you've got these long-term safe homes that are needed for this healing journey. But there's this gap between the street and that long-term care home. And so literally God just brought all the resources to me for a 24-7 rescue hotline. And so um, one of the founder of Elijah Rising at the time, she literally pushed me off the ledge and was like, Allison, we need this hotline here in Houston, like in 30 days. And I'm like, and God had done a lot of pieces, but I went home that day and I said, Lord, if you want this hotline in Houston, you have a lot of work to do in 30 days. <laughs> like God couldn't do it. But in seven days, everything had come to me, which included a place to take the victims, law enforcement connection, and um, how we're going to do the, re the, the rescue. So Rescue America, we are a 24-7 rescue hotline, um, an emergency response for trafficking victims. So we, when they call into the hotline, we strategize to get them out of their situation. They may be with their pimp right there in the room. They may be at the gas station. They may be at a friend's house. So every situation is different, but really strategizing how to get them out. And then what best home across the country to place them in, um, which that first step is usually emergency care, which are the homes that will take victims right off the street. So yeah, two and a half years, Vitality Solutions actually launched, no, Rescue Houston, now where Rescue America launched uh, a year before my insurance company actually did. Um, and that thing is still on the back burner. That's part of the story that has not come to fruition, but I'm like, Lord, you said. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and you know, for about the first two and a half years of the, the organization with Rescue, I was trying to give it away because I, I had zero clue in my mind or knowing that I was actually supposed to run this organization. Um, and then after trying to place two executive directors in place that did not work out, my eyes got opened and it was like, oh, oh, okay, Lord, I'm supposed to run this, run this nonprofit. Well, now it's on because now I want to take all my business skill set and just pour it into the nonprofit and run it. It's a ministry, but it's also run like a business. So yeah. So really 2017 is really when I took the bull by the horns and said, all right, all right, we're doing this. Amazing. Amazing. And so you come at this, <clears throat> not from a background of personal exposure, but from a background of the Lord just did it. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. It you is. know, I mean, like, what, what <laughs> <laughs> and, and and the growth curve is sharp. Oh, it's intense. You know, coming from, and I'll never forget, the Lord transitioned me out of the Baptist church into a very spirit-led church right when Rescue was launching and um, actually had me walk upon a scene and like literally show me, like had me cast out a demon. I mean, it was all the Holy Spirit, but he had to show me um, the authority that he had given me, but that was never taught, right? That, I mean, I was reading books and I was trying to understand the spirit and I was like, I'm like hungry for it, but it was never accepted or allowed to even talk about it in the church that I was at. Right. And so literally it was like, God was like, and now we're done that great season, right? Bless biblical teaching foundation, absolutely needed. Right. But now we're going to introduce you to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and then you found us. Oh. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, just when I think I know what I'm doing, Dan, did I meet you? And I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the things that I love. You know, uh, uh, friends, th those are listening to this. Um, not everyone is called to do a 24-7 hotline for help and emergency crisis intervention. We don't at Bride Ministries, and uh, you know me personally. I, I don't do emergencies, period. Uh, but I have friends that do, and this is the good news. You know, God has given each personal lane, and uh, your lane really is fulfilling a, a, a need. Because how many hotlines like yours are there? Do you, I mean, is that something that you know? So when you look at the biggest question that we get is what is the difference between us and the national Polaris hotline? 
um, there's a huge difference in terms from a mindset of a victim. And so the national hotline, if you want to call in a tip or like, Hey, I suspect trafficking going on here, call in that tip. But if a survivor calls the national hotline, they will typically be given a list of resources, or we actually get referrals from the national hotline. So there is no, it's basically, here's a list of, of resources. But you know, when you really understand the level of trauma that a survivor is in, or currently in, they are not even cognitive in their mind to go through a list and determine what they need. And then, I mean, you look at all the anti-trafficking organizations out there from the homes, they all specialize, right? Whether domestic, international, minor, adult, pregnant, children, all these things you have to consider for what is that best care. And so we really, we take the hand of the survivor. So when she calls in, we are strategizing with her to get her out of the situation. We will um, send Uber to pick her up. We have contracts with hotels that we keep them in for safekeeping if we can't get a home right away. Um, and so that process can take anywhere from three days to, we had one two months um, that we just worked on. It was a very hard placement. She was in a shelter for a while. Um, but once we find that home, then we actually have a partnership with Southwest, Southwest Airlines um, that will fly our survivors. Um, and they are just, they've, they've been an incredible partner and really a game changer for strategy on placement where, you know, we started in Houston and then we all of a sudden started getting calls all over the country. I think this year we over 250 cities have called in where survivors are at. And so then you've got to think nationally. You're like, okay, what are the best of the best homes across the country that we can place in where they're going to see true healing? And, and that really means two things. They know the power of the Holy Spirit and the gospel will change lives and they are trauma informed. And so those two pillars are very, very important to actually give survivors what they need for their healing journey. Now, we've had a lot of conversations about uh, care for survivors and and what that really takes, especially when you get into some of the deeper stuff. And, and we're going to talk about that. But uh, at present, if you were to define with a set of, set of bullet points, what trauma-informed means now, like today, how how would you define the uh, understanding of trauma-informed? That's a great question, Dan, because that is a very loose term, right? Uh -huh. um, I think from a worldly perspective, like it would be understanding how trauma affects the brain, right? Mm -hmm. So trauma on the brain actually if it mentally impairs to make decisions and you go into the flight or fight mode when you, when something triggers you, <clears throat> you literally freeze, fight or fly or submit. Right. Um, and so that's really, but knowing, knowing from a perspective of like, oh, she just got triggered. Right. How do I love her and care for her the best way possible to have her decompress from this moment and not run back to the life. Right. But now you bring the spiritual component in and it's a whole, whole nother ball game. Mm. Um, I call it like this glob. It's the glob of the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And you've got to like peel back the layers, right? Is like, is this the physical body? Is this, the, is there a spirit operating? Is it a part? Is it a demon? Is it uh, mental? Like it's all this. And so what the basis of like everything that we, you know, our first core value at Risk America is to, to honor and seek the voice of the Lord or honor and obey. And it, but we literally can't do what we do if we don't ask the Lord, because <laughs> we, we don't know, only he knows what layer to pull next, right? What are they, for instance, one of the uh, survivors on the hotline, you know, um, victim of SRA. And I mean, her story is just horrific, you know in her father's basement for 16 years, um, child sacrifice, all of that. Well, during Christmas, she just fell in love with this doll online. And so we ordered her this doll. And I, I really felt like the Lord said, this is healing for her. Like this, this doll that you just Ubered or sent her right via ship it, this piece to have this doll, it's some, it's healing something in her childhood that she needs at this moment um, to continue in her healing journey. So it's simple. It can be simple things like that, or it can be a, okay, this is a demon and we need to deal with this now. Right. 
So, uh, but we always got to ask the Lord. So, so, so trauma informed means different things to different people that you're, you're networking with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But now you're working with the glob. I was going to ask if that, if, if that's an acronym, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the Allison term. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, so you took the reins of, of this rescue America in 2017. I think it's so fascinating that you started in Houston. Right. And I now know. we're in Houston, but you're right. not. But yeah, right. Now we're in Denver. So talk to me about like, um, so I assume you started in Houston. Um, you had support locally in the region. You mentioned Elijah Rising, which you actually, you know, connected with with me. And I look forward to, you know, in the future, having a deepening relationship with them as well. And um, uh, so what did that expansion look like? Like, how did God connect the dots nationally? Yeah, so it was uh, the end of 2018. We got a phone call from a church in Denver, Cherry Hills Community Church, I didn't know who they were. Um, and they, they literally had a victim show up on their front doorstep and they realized very quickly, there are no immediate resources in Denver for trafficking victims. Like God, we have to do something. And so they called around the country to multiple organizations and connected with freedom church Alliance, who is in Houston as well. Um, and then they connected them to us. And, um, it was like two weeks before Thanksgiving and I was actually headed out to Denver to see a friend. And I said, I'm actually going to be in Denver. Why don't I just come visit you the Monday after Thanksgiving? They're like, great. So I get there and, um, my girlfriend's like, do you know, do you know what this church is? I was like, no, I I don't, I don't know. I'm just following Jesus. And she's like, oh, they're a very influential church. Like they, they're very, they just don't, it's, it's, it's a pretty, it's a God thing if you're getting a call from them. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm just, okay. I have, I'm like over my head. (laughs) And so I go in sit down with the missions pastor and the team halfway through the presentation. The mission, the missions pastor says, Allison, um, I got to leave early from this meeting, but I want you to know we're a hundred percent in when can you come to Denver? And I like, Lord, I, I don't know. And in that moment, you know, I didn't have our full expansion. Like I knew the Lord was going to take us national, but I didn't know how, what, or when. And so, um, the Lord quickly revealed, cause I'm thought, oh, they'll just start it here. They'll just start a rescue Denver. Right. And the Lord quickly revealed, no, I need you to go into the territory and start building it like you did rescue Houston. And so I came out to Denver, the beginning, uh, the spring of 2019, while at the same time, without us marketing our hotline number only in Houston, we started getting calls all over the country from survivors. It was like, it's like God's our chief marketing officer. All of a sudden we're getting all these calls coming in. Right. And so even when I came to Denver, I was building out the model to have, you know, local boots on the ground. We have shop here, all of this. And then literally, and we had actually branded rescue Houston, rescue Denver. Right. And then got, and then COVID hits (laughs) and COVID was a blessing to us because it forced us to think national virtually. Right. And so God quickly revealed, he's like, no, 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 it's not setting up shop in every city. Like you're just rescue America. And so, um, well, that forces to take all our volunteer training online, as well as we realized the healing modalities that we were using, um, could be done virtually and we were getting a better response from the survivors. So it was literally, and, and I, I still remember it was like, oh, we're just going to have these little hubs across the country. And then all of a sudden, like, God's like, nope, throw out the city names, your rescue America. And now this year, again, we've marketed the hotline number. This year was the first year besides the year before in Denver, where we started marketing outside of the Houston market. Um, so we have what's called rescue America outreach hubs. And these are groups of um, uh, people across the country they gather once a month for two hours and we scrape data off websites where victims are sold online and we import them into an outbound call center system. And they literally log on to their time and they press a call button and they're actually calling a victim of sexual exploitation. 
saying, Hey, I saw your ad online. I just want to let you know, if you want out of the life, here's a hotline number you can call. And we just want to tell you that you are valued, that God has created you for a purpose and, you know, just pouring in truth. And it's incredible. The response that these survivors have, because all they're ever told is you're not worth anything. God doesn't love you. You're X, Y, and Z, right? So they're inundated with those lies. So to have a a random phone call from a person like telling you all the opposite that I was created for a purpose and God loves me and there's a destiny for me. It's like, what? And, and we've had survivors save the voicemails on their phones and say, you called me six months ago and I wasn't ready to leave my trafficker, but I'm ready. Come get me. So that's how we distribute the hotline number. And so we just, um, this year added outreach hubs. We had them in Houston and Denver, and Wyoming, and we just added uh, in Dallas, and we've added um, LA, New Orleans, uh, South Carolina. We've got one in Tennessee opening up, Indiana. So just throw it out there. If you're a person that says, hey, I can gather a group of people and we can make phone calls once a month, um, email us at info at rescueamerica.ngo. We have the whole, we train you, we equip you, we give you all the marketing material, and then you're off to the races. Phase one. That's right. But then the real work begins when they call you back. That's right. <laughs> Goodness great. Okay, so 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 um, so this is beautiful, right? Because you guys are you're you're, you're in a sense evangelistic in that you're going after the lost. You're you're seeking those that need to be found, and building a bridge. And I I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. And um. It's profound how when you follow God, He is provider. I mean, gosh, I mean, is there is there a, a year that you don't have a testimony of the provision of the Lord? No, it is it's actually weekly and monthly now. I mean, in fact, we're gonna start um and we're gonna start these one minute miracles of the Lord because for people to know how much the Lord's hand is in this. And we even have testimonies that we can't share because maybe we'll be able to share five years from now because it's so miraculous. Um, I mean, like, like, like victims are walking out of the house right in front of their trafficker and the trafficker is blinded, right? Like there, there's just huge testimonies of them literally. And the Lord has been speaking Zechariah four, six, not by my, not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. Come on. And then he took me into the word might. And, you know, in my Bible it talked about might being like a militant force and all this stuff. He's like, no, it's not by militant force. It is literally like acts. Like they're going to walk right out in front of their trafficker and their pimp, and they're going to be brought into freedom. And so it's almost this, this fear of the Lord, like you will not use militant. It will be by my spirit. <laughs> yeah, God, God is so good. You know, I, I, this is what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced that God's heart is deeply broken over human trafficking. And, and if you want to touch a deep place in the heart of God, go after those that have been trafficked and 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 not just you know by 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 sex traffickers and labor traffickers by satanic cults and covets i mean that this is the and and the government agencies that are dark i this is where the lord's heart is heavy over what's happening and and when you partner with what god cares about oh my he'll pour it on thick oh yeah i mean i would say his heart it's like he he's pouring out as much as we can hold as quickly as we can hold it because his heart for these victims is so, so strong. I mean, just it's, it's a fierceness for them. <clears throat> so you get into the work, right? And, and, and this is part of the reason why we're connected because, you know, I, I think that, <laughs> we've had this conversation, so I'm just going to bring it to the, to the podcast. There, there has been a, a, a certain level of understanding, like, okay, it's growing, right? A prostitute isn't someone that just decides I'm going to be wicked and evil and, or I'm going to, you know, produce this with my life. I, I want this as my career. Like I'll find a pimp and like, like, you know, in prostitution, people usually begin by being abused, Exactly. And it's, it's, it's 
something that they are then uh, funneled into, usually by handlers that either start off as parents or uncles or aunts or family members, I, I, you know, um, which is why the logic around prostitution has been changing in police enforcement. It's like, well, they're not the actual criminals, though, because a lot of these men and women end up here not by choice. Right. Right. There's there's been a lot of transition in thought, but it's a very surface. It's like, you know, the act of selling the human body for money equals trafficking. Therefore, if we can just get these people with a new mindset, you matter and we can get them out of this, you know, double bind. You are working off a debt you can never repay that only your handler knows what the numbers are and you just have to stay in this house or situation or whatever. If we can get them out of that, then they'll be okay. They'll recover. They'll get better. And and yet here we are. Logic is changing. It's actually a lot deeper than that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way deeper. Um, I always say, you know, people are always like, oh, the rescue. And I'm like, it's honestly, it's like when they come out, that's when the that's when the work begins. And, you know, with the glob, as I call it. Um, the Lord has pulled back the curtain, you know, getting to know you, Dan, and talking to others, um, that understand really the occult and how they operate and their strategic plans of literally controlling these women and right. And, and these organizations knowingly good hearts intended called by the Lord. And it's like, oh my gosh, like there's a whole level of darkness that is not talked about in the church in America and how to come against it. But, but we have authority, like we have the authority over it, but it's just, um, it's not talked about, but God has slowly dipped our toe in. And then I felt like, you know, this year when we met, it was like, all right, it's all, it's rolling. What what was your introduction to the, uh, we could call it the occult influence on trafficking at what point did that become awakened to you you know i think it was about two years ago i heard the term satanic ritual abuse Mm -hmm. and i bought a book and it's still sitting on my dresser um about it and i thought what in the world is this and i'm like okay lord well you will just talk to me about this when it's time and then um so it was it was about a two year I knew the term, but I really didn't feel the season to, to dig into it. Um and then it's just been this year. God God has um completely it's it's you know, biggest thing too I've learned in ministry is like there are seasons, right? It's like seasons of building and then seasons of pruning and then seasons of harvest. And we just got through a pruning season um in our organization, but it was it is for what is coming. <laughs> And not everybody's called to this level to fight at this level. And that's okay. Right. But we, 75% of our staff in the last year has exited the organization and all for, it's like God called them out into a new assignment. And, but then God brought in and repositioned and is repositioning the whole organization to be able to respond to what we're seeing. And it was really this summer that we started getting hotline calls. And then I think I think we've been serving them for a while and maybe we just didn't know it, but God has now let us know, (laughs) Um, you know, victims of satanic ritual abuse that have DID, you know, victims that are gang stock victims that are MK ultra. I mean, we get emails in and, 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 and they start just sharing now they'll just share with our exit strategists on the hotline. It'll just start coming out. And so it's not like we're going and looking for this to fight this. It's just here. (laughs) And so we go, okay, God, it's here. What do I do? And I remember when we were first walking this out and I, I, Marco pulled some partners like, guys, here's the deal. Like, do you know any resources? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Um, Have you heard of Bride Ministries, Dan Duvall? And I was like, I'm supposed to be having a phone call with him tomorrow. (laughs) Like, so God confirmed you, Dan. I think literally, I think it was like seven different people or conversations that didn't know each other. And it was Dan Duvall Bride Ministries. (laughs) So that's when you go, okay, Lord, I got it. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, but this is a, I mean, and this is my conviction, right? My, my conviction is a whole lot of people that have been placed in human trafficking situations have a foundation that is occult. Yes. And the problem is it, it's mandatorily written out of the narrative because people don't want to serve that problem. They want to serve a problem they understand. They, 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 they don't want to minister into a realm that actually touches the nerve endings of the deep state and the power players who sit in the political offices at the top of the food chain. They, they, they want to redefine the problem. And, and I think the simplistic view of what human trafficking is, is the redefinition mm. of the problem, not, not the other way thing. around. Yeah, but it, it, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people, even that are on the front lines. Yes, yes, absolutely. It is. Yes, there's a uh, there's a there's a group that God has brought together um, that is of him and from him. And you couldn't make it happen that are the ones saying we see this, we believe it. And we just got educated at a whole nother level here a couple of weeks ago. And I wish I would have had a camera in the room because I think all of our jaws were like on the floor because we were being, we were being educated on something that we were trying to fight in the natural. I mean, we, yeah, we were we prayers. We had intercession, you know, you have that you have, but at a whole nother level, it was like, Oh my goodness, this is what's behind the curtain. And so now we're on a journey with the Lord to be like, Okay, one step, one day at a time of how do we really, how do we really, really bring true holistic healing to these survivors that are coming out of SRA, DID, and and the cold. Wow. So, um, so talk to me about uh, placing placement of 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 those that are reaching out and challenges and victories and. <laughs> <laughs> that whole conversation, Allison. Yeah, it's a, it's a joy and a love and it's hard and it's ugly and it's, uh, it's, it's tough, but you, you got, you have to have so much discernment, so much discernment. Um, because so just an example, you know, we have a victim call in who's DID, right? So we have our exit strategists are on call. They're like, think of them as 911 dispatchers. Um, but they work nurses hours. So three 12 hour shifts a day. Right. And we've got to stagger it for the health of them and everything. Well, so we've got exit strategist a answering the phone today, working with the survivor, finding placement, you know, we have exit strategist a and B and then tomorrow we'll have two, two new ones, but a victim can call in and be personality one today. Right. And then they call, call in tomorrow and be personality two. And then it's like, wait, these these two sets of workers are talking to two different people. And so we've had to absolutely learn unity and communication and just the unveiling of like, Hey, like for what we were shown yesterday, that was the right decision. But now what God's revealing today, let's go back to the drawing board and figure this out. But, it, but it's really, I believe the strategy of heaven for God to release a piece and show us through each person on the team. And it's forging the deeper level of unity that we've never really operated in before that we have to operate in for God's for, for freedom to come. And so, um, so you've got, you've got that piece. And then, you know um, there are, you know, in the anti-trafficking industry, the, the barriers to entry into some homes are super high. Like, you know, 30 days, they have to be drug-free, alcohol-free. They can't have DID. They can't have be on these medications. And so every home has their own list of rules for their own, own reasoning of what, you know, God has called them to. Um, but every survivor has a different list of medications, a different list of diagnoses, which I could go on about diagnoses, but I, I won't do that now. Um, but going, Hey, is this home going to be a good fit for them? So it's finding that best placement and that home. So there's so many different dynamics that come in. And then you've just got the fear of like, Hey, I'm leaving my life that I've known for 20 years sometimes, um, and going into this home that I've, I've, I've never known. I've never met. And so, but it's pretty, it's pretty radical about how quickly these survivors trust us. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned about survivors as they, man, they have a keen sense of seeing, hearing, and understanding in the spirit. 
Um, and I think it's because of the darkness that they've experienced and the darkness that they've walked in. When they see the light, it's like their spirit knows and trusts it immediately. Um, because a lot of the survivors, we never get to meet in person. So it's all done virtually, but it's, you know, we're the bridge from that, that dark point to the home. So there are so many dynamics of even self-care um, for people called to this work. It's it's knowing your spiritual authority and your identity, knowing when the enemy is attacking you because the enemy wants to, to just destroy, you, you know, we, we've had to walk through that as an organization of how do we equip and train and how do we hire at the right level? I mean, I, I, I have the fear of the Lord in me a little bit of hiring, you know, there's so many young, young kids, I call them kids, people that want to help, Right. But I'm like, I can't, I can't send you out on the battlefield if you don't have the armor on, right? So how do we equip and train and bring them into the organization to start letting them understand and and and, and grow in the spirit and grow in the things of the Lord so that when they're on the front line, they've got their armor on, right? Because um, it's ultimately my responsibility if I'm sending someone out that, oh my gosh, they're going to get eaten alive, right? Um, so there's, I could go on about the dynamics. Um but I'll, I'll narrow it to, to one simple, one simple um, statement. You know, our first core value at Rescue America is honor and seek the voice of the Lord. Hmm. And we can't do anything without asking the Lord constantly, God, what is this? What do we do about it? God, how do you want us to respond to this? Um, what is it today for this survivor, Lord? So it's, it's attuning our voice to really hear from heaven for that specific survivor which can get messy with a team, right? But but God has grace and he's good. Um, but everything we try and everything that we do and even even our funding, our funding model is so different. Um, well, I said our development strategy is different than the world. It's very, we don't do it unless God says. And so mm. we mm. tried to implement <laughs> development strategies how the world would. It's like, God's like, no, you're not doing that. Like, I will show you where to apply, when to apply, who to talk to and in it, in it, and it comes. So yes. It's amazing. Okay. So, uh, you're getting these people from their captivity and into these, um, these homes. Now, what is the, what, what are you noticing is the, I guess some of the biggest factors in that survivor's ability to stay in the place where they've been put and heal and versus the alternative, which is to leave and find a way back. Like what, what do you have to say on, on that part of the conversation? Great question, Dan. Um, you know, when you asked me, what is trauma? What is, what is the definition of trauma informed? So Trauma informed is like, okay, getting her out of flight or fight, right? Uh, knowing what the brain's doing, giving her coping mechanisms, which there's all great, there's great tools out there, you know, tapping and deep breathing and all of that. But there's a whole nother layer and it's, it's the spiritual component and it is the work of the occult to keep these survivors yanking them back out, pulling them back out from a complete spiritual perspective. So <clears throat> It is um, the demonic coming in and, and, and controlling them and getting in their body and, and making them do things even, even into the, even into the home to the other survivors. Right. So there may be a, a victim in there that's SRIDAD and they're, they've still got all this stuff that hasn't healed yet. And now they're coming out of their survivors in the home right now, if the leaders don't understand DID or SRA, of course, they're like, you're going to the mental hospital, right? Because they don't understand the force that's behind the survivor. And so I would definitely say it's, it's, it's a spiritual component that, um, God has us on a journey of unpacking and understanding and understanding, um, his spiritual tools. I like our, I call it our spiritual toolbox. Okay, Lord, you've given this, these tools of prayer and fasting and intercession and deliverance and, and, uh, you know, communion and all of these things, but it's like, God, what today for this survivor? So understanding 
not, you can't just look at the physical. You really have to go into the spirit and help the survivor, right? Cause they have to want the healing too, right? They can't, they, we can't, we can't get them healing. If they, if they want, if they want, you know, they want witchcraft and they want tarot cards. Okay. We bless you, but we can't help you because we know that true healing is that spiritual root of Jesus coming in and being the one and only um, savior and Lord in their life. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think really a major growth point. This, this is something that is in, over the next years, right? Cause we talk about, we talk about the past, the present and, and the future. You know, I think in the past human trafficking has largely just not even been understood. Like I didn't know human trafficking was a thing for many years of my life. The same. It just, or did I? <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean, <laughs> or, or satanic ritual abuse for that matter, um, right. or, or government projects. I mean, each one of these is a big red pill to swallow and it's, it changes your worldview. And it's like, wow, what, 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 how big is this problem really? Uh, but, but then, you know, you, you get past all of that. And when, when, when you look at where the help is, I think that there's a lot of well-meaning individuals um, that God is now saying, we're going to actually equip those that are helping for the work. Uh, <laughs> it's like, we're still, we're still like the Amish. We're, 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 we're <laughs> 20th century, like, but we're farming with hoes and, and like <laughs> oxen drawn, uh, you know, tills and it's like no there's there's better equipment out there like there's yeah. there's more to the more to the story and there are ways to get it done i and i agree yeah. that <laughs> that spiritual component and and and, and i mean it, it it is also the soul but it's like you know the brokenness on the inside soul spirit the whole thing it it leads to these complex entanglements in the spirit with entities, with other people, organizations, evil societies that don't go away because a person moves. And it's like, how do you now expand the message? Right? And I think this is that's why I do the podcast. It's like, you know, someone's going to hear this. Like someone's like, maybe, maybe Allison Madrigal will hear Yes, at some point, like who knows is going to, but you know, and it's like, wait a minute, we have a mission. We know what we want to do. We want to help. Are yep. we helping? Okay. Yes. Somewhat. But if there are some major gaps, why? And as yep. we begin to like deduce our way to the right answer, we realize, wait a minute, we have to reconsider some yes. of the approaches that we're using. And and, and that's where the spiritual thing comes. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, an, it's an unavoidable development. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And that's where it's like, it comes back to faith. It's like, God, no, I know who you are. You're a King of Kings. You are Lord of Lord. You rule and you are healer and you are provider and you, you are all of this. So if we're not seeing this, then what's in the way? What don't we know? What, what do we have to how do we have to partner with you in order to see this? Cause I know that's who you are, right? I know that's your character. I know that's your heart for this survivor. So it's this, it's this, um, I think, I think that it was this stirring and it's this like journey to search out, like, no, I first, I believe this is who God is, but then the, the endurance to walk it out and search and don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm like, ah, uh, what, you know, like I thought we got this one free and nope, like it comes back around. Right. Cause we get a lot of callbacks on the hotline too, where, when we place in a home and, you know, they're not equipped to handle. And sometimes we don't know when we place them, right. We don't know that they are SRA DID. Right. And so then the home has this, and then all of a sudden it, it all comes out and then they can't care for her. And so the Lord has really positioned us in a unique way on the landscape of like, I call it the riffraff. I'm like, it always comes back to us. And I'm like, well, we don't, we don't have a choice. We got, we got to figure this stuff out. Like I've got, if you called us to this, then there's an answer, right? But it's, it's the pressing through and, and meeting the Dandavals of the world to help us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is the thing, you know, uh, because when I've, when, when I've imagined like, cause I've been talking about survivor housing for years, like I, 
I want to offer that service. So now what I realize, the deeper I get into the world of ministry and the calling, let's call it the calling because the calling is bigger than bride ministries. Like even this podcast is not on that platform because I don't want any, anything to stop me from saying what I need to say um, Mm -hmm. politically or otherwise Mm -hmm. on this podcast. But the, uh, the, 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 the honest truth is like, as I've imagined survivor housing, what I realize is if there is not a, a equipped team of ministers that can do not just deliverance, like sit down and cast out a demon, but deep advanced deliverance while also administrating deep psychological and, and emotional healing, which is what we have been pioneering at Bride Ministries, to help someone that has a foundation of satanic ritual abuse or that comes out of MK Ultra in the long term is going to be nearly impossible. And, and there's always an exception to the rule. There are people that can white knuckle what mm-hmm. others would consider impossible and, and just do it. And it's like, but then there's everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And and there's everyone else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's why Dan, what you hold is so powerful um, because it's, again, it's this, how God showed, you know, we piloted an emergency care program for about two and a half years and the program itself was all these different ministries and they each had their own healing modality, God-given blueprint from heaven. And then when you combine them, I mean, our success rate um, of lowering PTSD in 60 days was 68%. Wow. When you compare it with the world, the clinical world says, if you have a 9% decrease of PTSD, you're doing good. Wow. And so, you know, there were really two main, and these, these were survivors that were in shelters. Okay. And so the two main components that we had was the exchange ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm actually Becky Castle in Houston, but it's all about your, the gospel, but it's about your identity in Christ, knowing your identity and your authority, but also spirit led prayer sessions of asking the Lord, what lie am I believing that's keeping me stuck in this place? God revealing that lie. I mean, very, very, um, you would call it inner healing and deliverance, but it's discipleship is really what it is, right? Like your own journey with the Lord, but just that foundational teaching of their identity and, and starting to uncover some of those lies that paired with a therapeutic model of actually Lauren Abel next step therapy in Houston. She works with autistic children and God said, you have all the pieces that you need to work with trafficking survivors. So those are the those were the two key components when we measured that program um, and the success rate. And now um, the Lord has brought, you know, your your model and understanding more of the cult and that deeper what you guys do at Bride Ministries, as well as um, neurofeedback on the brain, which is actually helping the brain come out of that fight or flight mode. So it's it's the combination when you look at the mind, the body, the spirit together. And there's so much for the mind and the body, but this spiritual component is that key, that key unlocking piece that, um, the world doesn't understand. Right. But we, as children of God have the authority to carry that, like we're supposed to have the world looking at us saying, what are you doing and how are you doing what you're doing? Right. And so that's our goal. Come on. All right. So what's the future? Like, like, let's talk about like the future of, of rescue America and, and, and the way that you guys are going to grow into the, the, uh, wow, what are you guys doing and why is it working so well? Like what, what is the Lord showing you, Allison? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's, yeah, we're a 24 seven rescue hotline, right. But it's so much more than a hotline. Um, it's really the call to walk in this, to hold this spiritual peace and to be able to equip and train all the other, like everybody else that has homes and that has right, because we could rescue victims all day long, but if we don't have a place to put them where we know they're going to get healed and they have a team and we call it, I mean, it is a team. It is, it takes the house (laughs) to help these survivors. Right. And so if we don't, if we, if that's not on the other end, then why are we doing what we're doing? 
right? So my heart has always been for the movement at large. And I just, we just, I just happened to run Rescue America and have a have the hotline, but it's like this deeper stirring in me to, to gather the people of the Lord and to truly link arms and say, you're anointed for this. Awesome. You're anointed for this. Awesome. And so now we're going to truly, truly link arms um, and, and walk together in this. And so God has really called a group, um, of people to really start. What is, what is walking out, um, unity look like, but no real unity, not just saying, Hey, nice to see you at the task force meeting. It's like, no, <laughs> we're serving the same victim. It means when Elijah rising goes and does outreach on Bissonnette, they're handing out the rescue America hotline. When that victim calls into the hotline, we're answering and responding then when they're ready for that safe home placement, we've actually just started a, a partnership with Safe House Project, um, who funds a lot of the homes. Their call is to find the gaps in the movement and fill that. But mm. they have the partnership with the home. So they're like, I call them our, our wholesaler to the marketplace of finding that home and that bed. And so it's a true, we are all serving that same victim in our specific lane. And when we line up like that, that's when we're going to see I believe the mass exodus because it's not going to be one name, one organization, one ministry, one it's God's people. And Jesus is going to get the glory and wow. anyone that wants their own agenda or wants their own logo, or they're doing it for themselves. Like God's not going to allow that. Wow. Wow. So that's the big future unity, the landscape as a whole, and then, and then there's the whole buyer side, right? There's the whole, the people that are entrapped and addicted to sex and the demand, the demand for what we're rescuing the women from. I mean, I always say we will have women to rescue all day long, right? Until we also talk, talk, tackle this demand. And again, that's a whole side of sexual perversion in our culture and being inundated with images and pornography and on and on, and on. but God's moving in that realm too. I mean, Pornhub being taken down bit by bit. Um, I mean, it's just, he's, he's, he's moving. I mean, you're right. You know, that's, that's, that's true. You never, you're never going to solve the problem until you, you cut off the demand. Yep. The moment demand is gone, like that's, that, that's right. it. You can't sell a product. No one wants. You have to find another right. business. That's right. And, 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 and that again goes in my mind back to the same fundamental foundation of of hidden occult abuse and 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 um, incest based abuse because a, a lot of buyers come from the same background absolutely i know yes personally have walked through being in close relationship with addicts right but guys like look at them through the lens of what you look at a survivor and their story is the same. Typically there's always sexual abuse that's mm -hmm. young. There could be a broken home. There could be foster care, but even, even just sexual abuse and even coming from a very wealthy, well-to-do family, sexual abuse and, you know, being introduced to pornography when you're 10 years old. And that's the norm that dad goes and does right. It's, it's, what, what else? Like it's, they're all survivors, right? If you look at their story and you go back to when they were children, they all have trauma. And most of the time it's sexual abuse. In fact, I don't know that I don't know a case that it hasn't started with, with young sexual abuse. Wow. And that's where the enemy gets in. Yeah. And that's the, that, that's the, I think a part of the conversation that also deserves a, a, a flashlight, a bit of a highlight, you know, it's, Okay, well, let's talk about buyers. Let's talk about the brokenness that they have. Let's talk about the absolute void of healing that they've been afforded. You know, I, it's and 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 the problem is you can't help someone that isn't asking for it or signing up. Right. But sometimes, you know, I think the tools, even in the the body of Christ, have have failed people. It's like, okay, I have a porn addiction. It's like, well, then just stop watching porn. And it's like, ah, uh, you know, so I'm going to really try hard to stop. I'm going to really try hard to stop. And they try and try and try, and then they get tired. Yep. And then they stop trying. And guess what? They're still in bondage because it's right. It's deeper. It's, it's right. deeper than just effort. It's not just a decision. I'm going to start. I'm going to stop. Like addiction lands on 
deeper levels. And so, you know, if, if, if our tools are effective for the buyers, even the people that, you know, are messed up, but are reaching out for help, that's, that's a necessary part of the equation. 100%. 100%. And and here's another side of it that I think is just really, really, because I, I, I heard one, one time I heard a guest say it on, on this podcast and I've, you know, I've been saying ever since God loves the victims, but he also loves the abusers. Like he loves both and he has a full picture. Right. And uh, sometimes when you get into the anti-trafficking like mindset, you're like, you know, okay, so good and evil. Those that are being trafficked are the good people that we need to save. Yeah. The traffickers, they're the evil people and they all need to burn in hell. Right. And what, what, what we miss out on is if that's the mindset, the mindset is actually the barrier to success. Yes, absolutely. Because the traffic, the, the people buying and the traffickers need the healing for the sake Absolutely. Of the uh, of the survivors that are being trafficked. I mean, it's just so it's just like a whole ecosystem that well, Jesus. I'll, I'll tell you a really funny story. So the first night the hotline was distributed in Houston. I, you know, again, I wasn't really holding it tight. I was like, okay, like we had outreach partners and they created these cards, and somehow the message on the card, it was like tired of having sex for money, call this or tired of paying for sex or something like that. Well, the message on the card was like, hey, we've got free sex. And so the first night these men were calling into the hotline and I'm, it's like, I'm a one man, there's like outreach groups and I'm sitting in my condo going, and I'm all of a sudden frozen in fear because I'm like, oh my gosh, these are the traffickers are coming to get me, you know, all this. And like, I'm processing it. I'm like, oh no, like the message went out wrong. And so I wake up the next morning. And I'm like, Ward, what was that? And he said, I love the men too. And they need a hotline. The buyers need a hotline. The traffickers need a hotline. Everybody needs the fair opportunity, right? Like we're all, we're all broken, you know? And so until we, until we can really grasp that, like take the person at, it's like, yes, did they do harm, harmful and evil things? Absolutely. But when you listen to them and their story and you know, God's love, like God wants to rescue them too, because they're in bondage. They're in torment. <clears throat> and there it is. Wow. So there's a lot to look forward to Allison, because I know the Lord, he's not going to quit. He's not done. Yet. Like they say, no, God's not. not done yet. <laughs> I think he's just getting started. <laughs> All right. Well, well, well tell me, um, t- t- tell me a little bit about, how people can connect with Rescue America if they're feeling prompted. Yes. So um, if you're a, uh, like you're feeling the Lord stir to volunteer, you can go to rescueamerica.ngo. If you get, go to our get involved page, you can see different volunteer opportunities that we have. Um, Hotline advocates or outreach hubs. Um, uh, Email us at info at uh, rescueamerica.ngo. Now, if you're a survivor, and you want out of the life, you went away from your trafficker or pimp, you can call us at 1-833-599-FREE or go to exitthelife.com. And that's a one-page website, webpage specifically created for the survivor where they're going to be like, who's this Rescue America? What do they do? And it, it will walk them through the three-step process that we take them through when they call the hotline. And the one thing with the hotline is we are not a resource hotline. So we're not a hotline if you just want housing or you just want food stamps or you want dog food or whatever. We are a hotline that is going to place you in a home that's going to provide all the holistic support, mind, body, and spirit um, to bring you into fullness. And so what that means is like, it may be a year or two program, um, but when when you exit that program, you are ready you're ready to walk into your destiny. You're ready to hold down a job. You're ready to be successful, right? Because so much of the trauma on the brain, that's what's holding back the survivors from holding down a successful job, right? The, the, the trauma and the spiritual components. So all of that's going to be addressed. And so 
voice cell survivors, if you can think of like, I am, you know, I, I'm going to commit the next year of my life working on me. It's, it's really a self, Hey, I, I'm going to, to, uh, to a rehab or I'm, but I'm working on myself to be the best version of me to get as free as I can, the way God originally designed me. So I can walk in destiny and walk out my call. And I will tell you, these survivors are brilliant that call the hotline. They are brilliant. They are smart. They are warriors. I believe they are, they will be leading the charge in years to come. They will be leading the charge. Um, and it's, it's, it's this first, this first wave coming out now, but just, just knowing, Hey, I, I'm committing to this. Um, cause sometimes it does seem overwhelming, right. You know, for signing up for a program for a year or two, um, but we always say, pray about it, ask the Lord, he'll show you, and he's good. <laughs> I love that. All right. Well, is there anything else, Allison, that you wanted to leave us with? Um, yeah, if you feel a stirring in your spirit, um, one way or the other, pray and ask the Lord. I will say, um, if God is calling you to this work, respond, but do not respond in your flesh. Do not say, I want to go do that because it looks cool. Uh, make sure you hear the Lord and make sure you are in the timing of the Lord and make sure you're in the lane that God has called you to, because there is a different grace. I don't have the grace to run a long-term care home, right? Like that is just not over me. Now I have a grace to run a hotline, but I will have long-term care partners that say I could never run a hotline. So yes, do you, is, is God calling you to it? Okay. But God, what is, what is in my hand? What, what am I, what have you gifted me for? And typically, typically when it's a blueprint from heaven, it's something that the world hasn't seen before, which means you've got to get piece by piece strategy from the Lord versus just going and copycatting what you may see somebody else doing. Uh, so ask the Lord, seek the Lord, do not get out of his timing and ask him what your lane is. <laughs> That's really good advice. Um, I can't tell you how many people come to me. They're like, you know, Dan Duvall, I'm a targeted individual. I get attacked every night. I have this, I have that, I have this, and this other list. But um, I want to um, be a coach on your platform. And I, I just smile and I'm like, friend, you could do both. One at a time, That's right. That's <laughs> one right. season. That's right. Absolutely. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amen. Well, thank you. So, you know, Allison, you've been a pleasure and, 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 and we'll be talking more in the future and I know God's going to continue to open up stuff. So we'll be, we will be in touch, but friends, um, this is, this is Allison, uh, rescueamerica.ngo. And with that, until next time, God bless. bless God you. have been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Visit me at dandevall.com where you will discover merch, books, and the opportunity to engage in our private social network. Join the tribe by subscribing to our email list and supporting this podcast.